Welcome to Up Late with D8. Up Late with D8 is your go-to podcast for everything D8 escapades, Dungeons and Dragons, and more. With session recaps, cast interviews, and fun with the members of D8 escapades, Up Late with D8 has it all. I did it! You did it! I did it! In one smooth little intro! Oh my god, I'm so proud of you. You did that. Thank you. That was the highlight of my day. That's (laughs) incredible. Good for you. Oh my gosh, we are evolving as a... As individuals and as a company, we are evolving. We are evolving. I think that's the first time I've ever got it perfect on like the first take. That's that's amazing. not me. That was you. You like killed it. I just sit here and like nod along like an idiot while you like <laughs> tell me who we are and what we do. <laughs> who we are and what we do. Just I'm like, yes, we do do those things. Yes. It only took me two seasons and two episodes. <laughs> hey, look at us. <laughs> look at where us. would we be? Look at, look oh, at where we are. Goodness. Look at where we started. So great. Oh. Well, we're back. Uh, yes, 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 yes. We are back. And uh, I believe for today's cheeky little episode, because, you know, we're still kind of new to everything. We we're going to do a, a quick little, like, uh, you know, get to uh, no Cressida in a way by interviewing my lovely (laughs) co-host because i want to know more about our uh little moody mystical bitch yeah i i kind of love that we're not exactly following the same topics we did for the first season of up late with d8 but i think the second episode (laughs) was echo's interview and now the second episode's cressida's interview hey it's just how it works sometimes, <laughs> doesn't? Just how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I just, I love it. I'm I like, oh, it's like the... It's like a callback. It is. What's the... It's the ABBA song. And it's... It was trending on TikTok a while back. Uh, Waterloo, where it's like the history book on the shelf. It's always repeating Oh, itself. yes, yes. I was like... I was like, what album song? I was like, going through my head. I was like, okay. No, no, not that one. There's no way it's that one. And, you're, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. water. It took me a Duh. second. I'm Duh. over here, like, picturing the Mamma Mia, here we go again scene. I'm like, I know what they sing. Why can't I think of the words? Why don't I know what this is? But I do, but I don't. I do, but I don't. I hate when that happens. It happens all the time. All right. I do, but I don't. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so uh, I'm ready. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm gonna ask you some uh, pretty run of the mill stuff. There's some stuff that I kind of already have some insights to, but you can elaborate in a way mm-hmm. that's not giving away spoilers. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna ask you some like kind of personal, hard hitting stuff. You know, like Ooh. I'm not a journalist or anything. I'm just nosy. Hey, I'm not a journalist so, anymore. So. <laughs> I mean, she's a producer. So we're now. both going in blind now. She yeah. produces. We've changed. We've changed. We've evolved. So my first question to you, Bestie, because this is one of the things that I find the most interesting when mm-hmm. people make characters, is what is Cressida's race and class, and why did you go with what you chose? Ooh. Okay. Um. So her race is, she's human. Um, 
Pikachu is human because there's so many races in D&D. I mean, there you can mm-hmm. literally be anything. And sometimes I really enjoy taking like the most simple race such as a human, which is almost like not that you don't see human characters, but you see a lot of elves, a lot of tieflings. You see a lot of you see a lot uh Goliaths. So I'm like, you mm-hmm. know what? How can I take a human and really put a fun little spin on it cuz I've never played a human in D&D before. So I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't want to live to be 700,000 years old like half the other races. I want to try to be just like normal. I thought it'd be fun to play someone who is like me. Mm-hmm. And then her class is a warlock currently. Um mm-hmm. I think the reason I chose warlock was because in our first campaign, I was a rogue artificer. Mm-hmm. And as much as I enjoyed being my rogue, everyone knows that rogue is one of my favorite classes, if not my favorite class. Um, yeah. I I loved my guns. I loved my knives. But I have to admit, like, you and other characters would pull out the magic. And I'm like, man, I would be like, I'm like, I'm back here. I have daggers that don't come back i have to go get the daggers i've got guns that misfire so i knew i wanted to be a magic user and i knew Mm -hmm. that with your amazing world being based in like uh oh my gosh thank you nordic culture and norse mythology i it's just it has such a rich and diverse um religious spectrum that i knew that with magic, I figured with a warlock, you can almost tie yourself to any, anybody in a certain way. So I figured mm-hmm. that would be, when crafting her story, specifics that I'm not going to get into just yet. I'm like, nah, this is the way mm-hmm. to go. So now we have our our human warlock, Cressida. I love it. I love her. I think she's super interesting. I think she's super unique. And I, like, she's got such a stark... Um, contrast between her and Echo who you played in the first one so like how did you approach creating Cressida that was different to the way you developed Echo because like they are vastly different personalities they are um, so when I knew we were going to hop into a new campaign I don't often um, look back at my older characters when making new ones but I decided that, you know, since this is for this was for D8, I kind of wanted to look at what I and like dissect Echo. Like, what did I like about her? What did I dislike? How can I improve like playing as a character? And also like, what did I like doing as her? What did I not want to do? And Echo was very fun because there was a lot of mystery to her. And I think having characters with mm-hmm. mystery is always... A little fun because you never know exactly anything about them like it's fun to find the reveals but it also meant that for those first four or five sessions echo didn't say or do much which i i didn't enjoy because everyone was getting to have these really fun conversations about themselves and because i played mm-hmm. this really mm-hmm. like quiet cold reclusive person i mm-hmm. didn't like you as Greta, you were talking and talking, and I'm like, I wanna, I wanna be in fun conversations. 
So talk with everybody else. Yeah, and Echo was very far from me. Echo and I really didn't have that many similarities looking back. Um, and her accent was kind of a pain in the ass to do. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like, damn, why'd I have to be British? Um, why did I do this to myself? Why did I do this to myself? So when I was making Cressida, I was like, I I wanted to find a way where she could have some mystery to her while still being able to like talk and partake in conversations and not be all shut in. Which led me to creating just, like, the ultimate mystic bitch. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because thanks to her bluntness and her the fact that she just doesn't give a shit about what people think about her, she's able to be like, no, I don't want to answer that question about myself. Because yeah. she just doesn't want to. And she's still able to continue conversations while keeping parts of her to herself. And I think that's really fun. And I really just get to enjoy playing a character with no filter i went from playing a character where yeah. every single word that left her mouth was well thought out and calculated and planned mm-hmm. to playing a character who just literally if the thought crosses her mind the words leave her mouth yeah yeah she gets to just kind of be <laughs> herself without the filter that i guess echo had to go through life with kind of thing yeah, yeah no it's a stark contrast between the two and like Cressida's bluntness is so nice it's so refreshing <laughs> yeah she's to just, just have a character be like yeah that's how it is like fuck you that's what you get <laughs> you're short fuck off exactly like she's just yeah she's super blunt and she's super to the point and it's it's really good it's awesome so I guess her bluntness mm-hmm. is a it's a like it's a positive quality but it's also a negative quality in some aspects she can be quite combative does that um come from like do you think that's an overarching just personality trait of hers or would you attribute that to like her traumatic experiences because like let's be honest you like to make sad characters but also like find a warlock for me that's having just like a good run-of-the-mill time like a happy-go-lucky little little everything's great yeah like a warlock who's like yeah i super love my situation and nothing bad has ever happened to me like you can't i mean yeah i mean when i was there is there is no happy warlock in my mind that i can think of when i was if you're following our Instagram, you'll notice some aesthetic posts are going up. And when I typed up warlock aesthetic mm-hmm. to find ones for the Cressida collage, there was literally a stone wall that had had no choice carved in. And I'm like, man, that's the most warlock shit I've ever seen. Um, it's so warlock. Yes. So I definitely think Cressida's bluntness is just something she's always had. I think she without giving too much away she definitely grew up in a family where like no one hid anything from each other they were very close and they were very open so i think she was able to just kind of be that person where she just was blunt and very to the point and they were like yeah that's just cressida that's just how cressida talks now when it comes that's how she is yes yeah 100 percent. but i think when it comes Mm -hmm. to when she gets a little more agitated or a little more combative which we've mainly seen with 
ace just because they have such mm-hmm. conflicting morals. He's so honorable. He, yeah. He wants to put others before him always. Cressida is, she's not self-centered. She's not selfish, but she does look out for herself. She's not out here looking for mm-hmm. honor or for glory, or she's not out on her own to try to make the world better. She's not on her own for very personal reasons. And I think mm-hmm. that she knows she can be combative. She tries not to intentionally anger people. Like, she's not trying to pick fights. Mm-hmm. But I think her bluntness, yeah. her combativeness is just her... She doesn't want to control people, but also she hates the feeling of being controlled. So I think the reason yeah. she can be combative is because she doesn't want to lose what little sense of control she feels she has. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, our poor mystic bitch. <sighs> so kind of well like with her um not wanting to be controlled and her kind of understanding how it feels to have that control kind of taken away in some aspects. Um and everything like that. What would you say you think is something that Cressida brings to the party that is a hindrance and something that is a um like a positive like what does she add to the team and what could she do that could be considered disruptive for her party oh man well I think I mean on the topic of Cressida having no filter being blunt I definitely think her, her personality is a hindrance you have in you have this woman who will say yeah, anything sure. and it, mm-hmm. i mean she met the duke of the town she was currently staying in and literally said you seem like the kind of guy to piss people off she i think her her yep. her language her verbiage is definitely a hindrance to the party cuz i think if they don't watch she's gonna say something that is definitely gonna piss someone off yeah and Mm -hmm. she doesn't mean it in a malicious way she's not trying to get them in trouble but again she is the kind of person where she doesn't like to feel like she has to watch what she says just to please other people um bringing to the party um i i don't want to say it's her powers because I feel like we have some very powerful people in the party but we definitely have just barely scratched the surface of what Cressida can do um we've seen her do a few Eldritch Blasts we've seen her use Augury Mm -hmm. but you and I have her spell list there is so much she can do that she Mm -hmm. just hasn't really had the chance to yet so I think yeah when we get into some bigger battles it's gonna be very evident that she is much more powerful than you think she would be. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, got no, some heavy that's... hitters. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be exciting to see like what she can do and the scope of her powers as she evolves um, and kind of steps into her magic and where. I don't know. I'm very excited to see where she takes it. She's she's a very interesting character. Like even just like I mean, I'm the DM and I get all the like inside information mm-hmm. where it's like, how about this? How about that? Like, give me all your characters' tea that you want me to have. 
Um, but even just as uh, like an avid D and D fan, I'm like, this girl's got depth. This girl's got stuff happening, Thank and I you. love it. I'm glad. Um, yeah, no, I love her. So, um, the party is still like fairly new in the way it's kind of formed. It's still in its mm -hmm. infancy, if you will. You know, like we're developing some connections and seeing where that's going. How would you describe Cressida's relationship with each party member at the moment? Ooh, um, I would say overall, like she has a positive relationship with each member so far like i wouldn't say she doesn't dislike anybody i want to i want to get that out of the way first i know like obviously she's her face may not always portray that she's happy with them but she truly does yeah to an extent like everyone in the party um hmm, for sure cressida likes digby she thinks he's how can i say this nicely she sees him almost like a puppy She's like, oh, you are so cute and new to the world. And I, she almost, like, she can't be mad at him even if she tried, I think. Especially, like, there was the whole him breaking into the room and breaking back in after being let out when the, his plan worked. And I think as mad as she was in the moment, she wouldn't, like, hold it against him because she is like, you know, you just got your freedom. I'm not going to fault you for being curious. So where I think his curiosity yeah. annoys her a little bit when he pushes it, she does like him. She's, yeah. She thinks he's a good kid. I say kid. I actually yeah. don't know how old Digby is, but. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just because of his size. I know. I yeah, know. We actually don't know how old Digby is. That hasn't come out yet. I, I don't. Do we know how old anybody is? I mean, I know how old Crescent is. I don't think ages have been talked about. No, you have no idea how old anyone is, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, because Crescent is twenty-two. Um, mm-hmm. So she is she is fairly young. I think she's actually younger than Echo. I think Echo was like twenty-four, twenty-five. Uh, mm -hmm. She may have been twenty-five. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I would say Naya is who she is closest with at the moment. Um. And mm -hmm. I think it's mainly because of them sitting down and smoking together. I think Cressido was, was real chill with that fact. And I think yeah. Cressida, mm -hmm. going back to her very blunt personality, because that is just such a big part of her, having someone tell her that they like when she talks after coming not from a place where people don't like where she talks but where people are can get sick of the bluntness that meant a lot to her mm -hmm. so i would say naya yeah. is who she likes the most right now ace is i feel like ace and cressida would have a more complicated relationship um Mm -hmm. because of their contrasting morals but that doesn't mean she dislikes him she respects him immensely even if she doesn't show it she thinks that his morals and his purpose and everything she's thinks it's very honorable like she thinks he's a great guy but so mm -hmm. help her god if he keeps speaking for the party she's i think there's going to be some, freak out. some sort of i don't hmm. I don't want to say they'll fight because I don't I don't think she would fight him. But I think there's going to be a very serious conversation if some sort of like conversation isn't had and beforehand because yeah. 
I Cressida, you know, she's she's with this group and she's with them for now, but like I said, she likes she likes her voice because she feels like it's what little control she has right now. So having someone consistently say, I think I speak for everyone is definitely slowly just like chipping at her, like, don't speak for me, please. Yeah, that's totally fair. Honestly, like I can understand why that would drive her nuts. It seems it's interesting because everyone in the group kind of has like their own like uh golden qualities, but then everyone also has, you know, character flaws. Everyone has a character flaw and it might not mm-hmm. necessarily be like a flaw per se, but it doesn't mesh with another character's trait like so effortlessly. Like there's actually like work there and dynamics to explore the way you would with like real people. Yeah. Which is just it's exciting and it's interesting to me. I love that you're so excited um, and interested in your campaign. It makes me so happy. I love it. I love it so much. I know that sounds like I feel like a huge ego where I'm like, I love my world. I love your world too. But no. I just Yeah. I love it and I love the way people like fit in it. And like even though all the characters are so different and they're so dynamic, everyone fits in the world in a spe- like in a certain way. Yeah. And they still complement each other and go together. And it's just very refreshing and exciting. And I love it. And it's it's going well. It's going um, so well. It's going so well. Um, so I guess if you were to kind of um without giving away too much. Uh-huh. Where was Cressida kind of in life when she encountered her new adventuring troupe? Oh, okay. So, as we said in the first session, I believe Cressida said she was just passing through. That's why she was in town. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not going to, like, play dumb. Obviously, there's been a few instances where her verbiage has clearly made it clear that if she is not currently on the run, she's been on the run before. She's running from mm-hmm. something or she has ran from something. So, right now, when Cressida met her troop, she is on her own. It... <sighs> See, I can't say it's by choice because had Mm -hmm. everything gone her way in her hometown, I feel like she would still be there. But something happened and she is no Mm -hmm. longer in her hometown with her family. Yeah. So she is on her own in she's on her own by choice to protect those she cares about mm-hmm. but had something not happened i think she would not be on her own she would be with her family still in her hometown so when she met our troop she was kind of struggling with the fact that for about the past two months she has been out on her own kind of mm-hmm struggling with recent events it's so hard to not just like yeah, i know i asked you such a question where it's like hi tell everyone your secrets tell, um really quickly tell everyone everything but say nothing say nothing but literally tell the audience absolutely everything because i put you on the spot and asked you to thank you so much no i'm just sitting here I'm like what how can i word this to where it what makes can I sense say? 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. That was fun to think about because I'm like, how can I word this where it makes sense but isn't confusing? Um, so what would you say? I mean, we're only like three sessions in. We're not very deep into it yet, mm. which you know limits what we can talk about so far but what would you say has been the most memorable moment for you and what has been the most memorable moment for Cressida as a character so you as a player and then Cressida as a character they don't have to be the oh. same moment oh oh my um me oh my <laughs> yeah me oh my I was like oh wow that's man you would that's just a really good question um hmm okay maybe so... I should switch my nature <laughs> <laughs> that's oh my god that's amazing um i think the most i think the most memorable moment as cressida so you mean like what what do you think she would remember most from this time or like what or like what has been the like the moment that's had the biggest impact on her in dealing with either the NPCs or her party at this point, like in the last couple of, because you guys have all kind of done this in like a 48 hour period. Like you guys have known each other for 48 hours. Yes. I would say the most memorable part for Cressida was honestly probably when everyone was in the antique room before the ghosts attacked when everyone was or no right after the ghost attack where everyone was just kind of sitting and they had time to one process the past 24 hours that had just happened to them because that mm-hmm. was the, a whole day mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. also get a chance to talk because i love the party talking more than any like i love seeing these characters interact i would say mm-hmm. that was the Me most too. memorable for her because it really gave her a chance to sit down and look around and be like I am surrounded by these crazy fucking people that you would not think we would all be in a room together, but for some reason we are. And I think mm-hmm. that's when it clicked for her, like, okay, something's happening here. I don't know what it is yet, but mm-hmm. this is something. Um, For me, the most memorable part... Without saying Kiefer O'Keefe's. Kiefer O'Keefe's. I think the most memorable part for me so far was the dreams at the end of session two. Um, Except for Digby, everyone had dreams. And even though, like, technically Cressida doesn't know what Naya and Ace heard, I know what they heard. Yeah. And I really think that the fact that all the dreams were different in, like, context, but they all almost Mm -hmm. had the same vibes. It was a conversation between either the it was the between the playable character and you as the person in their dreams and they all followed the same like there is danger you're all veering off like everyone was clearly doing something that was upsetting someone else and i think yeah. to me i'm like wow we are all so much more alike than i think any of us know mhm 
Oh my god, what a good answer. Holy <laughs> shit. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> no, it's so good. I love it. Oh, yay. I love it. It's been great. Um, so I guess for you as a player then, because I mean, we did Blight of the Moon, which kind of had, you know, its own theme and its own vibe to mm -hmm. it and stuff like that. And now we're in like a heavy um nordic norse mythology viking culture centered world at the moment and like high medieval fantasy blah 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 mm -hmm. um is there anything from i mean norse mythology norse culture anything like that that you're hoping to see in oh. the campaign people you're hoping to interact with because i mean we have a whole ballpark to play with we do we do we do um not gonna lie to you i played a shit ton of skyrim my entire life <laughs> hell yeah dude like, let's go <laughs> like an unhealthy amount there was one day not too long ago i think it was like last summer i think i played skyrim for like 14 hours straight and didn't realize like it was like i don't think i was feeling the greatest I think I went through the entire Thieves Guild quest in a day. And my dad's like, did you do anything nice. today? And I'm like, no, I played Skyrim. So No, I have been playing Skyrim. Leave me be. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Phil. That was weird. Sorry, Dad. I don't know. I called you Phil because everyone else calls Sorry, you Phil. Phil. Everyone else calls him Phil. So I get if it's like, oh, that's Phil. But you're like, that's, that's my dad. Yeah. That's um, my dad. I, so honestly, just seeing the culture that i that has been in one of my favorite video games just getting to play in a world where it's not skyrim but it's like it so it's almost like i know what i'm doing is super fun um if there was anyone or like anything i wish i'm not gonna lie to you i wouldn't mind if the party got to meet like odin because it would be so much fun to play Cressida meeting like this king of the gods and she's just like hey you yeah you fuck you <laughs> you dude you're kind of a dickhead yeah cuz um well i mean i guess i was going to say people don't know Cressida's opinion of the gods but i think from that people might garner that she is not the most woohoo yeah. gods person so i yeah. just think it would be absolutely funny, especially with people in the party like Ace, who is clearly very religious, mm -hmm. and people in the party like yes. Naya, who clearly, like, she cares about others, and, like, I feel like she'd be like, no, Cressida, no, no. I think it'd be funny no, to see people don't react. Do that. Don't do that. And Cressida look at her and be like, hey, you. It's kind of like that, that TikTok where it's like, hey, you, what's your name? Tony. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Fuck you. Fuck you! What's your name? What's your name? No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I can see that for sure. It's it's super interesting because I feel like we like didn't really touch on and like religion is a part of D D because like that's where a ton of classes get their magic and like everything like that. And we really get to play with it in a facet that's not super black and white like every character gets to have their own kind of intimate connection to religion and faith in a way that's like really dynamic and super interesting and i like that it feels like it challenges players to an extent because it's like whether you're actually super devout in your real life it doesn't really matter because you're playing a character who is like mm -hmm. this is it for me this is like the be all 
end all yeah. kind of thing. And then it's it's just fun to see, like, because we'll see more of those dynamics play out later on when, like, Faith becomes more of, like, a high point yeah. um, kind of thing where you have characters, you know, like Ace, who's, you know, a super devout paladin and, you know, has his fealty to the gods and his gods. And mm-hmm. then you get other characters that are not necessarily as like yeah they're super rad and i'm super here for it it's more like they can go fuck themselves and i'll be over here while they do it mm-hmm. and yeah. it's super interesting to me it's really dynamic and i just really love it i love it too it's so great <gasps> it's so little exciting bunch. yeah i love how dynamic and diverse it is and i know there's only four of you which you would think where it was like you know when we had a party of six seven that it was like there's a lot of overlap whereas like i feel like with the four that we've got you all kind of went in such different directions with what you wanted to do with your characters that it's like oh they're so different but just the same in a certain way where it's it's a beautiful commingling of personalities and dynamics and i really love watching you guys play no i love it too it's so so great um, so we, um, I've kind of touched on, like, the heavy Norse influence to it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. However, Cressida Levesque is not a very, <laughs> um, Norse name. It is not. And she is not really, um, like, if you were to stick her just right back against like what you thought like a traditional viking would look like it's not cressida so what was kind of the vibe for her that you were going for because she is different and sticks out but in a way that like it suits her so so beautifully yeah that was that was something that a lot of thought was put into because when i was creating cressida because obviously when you watch the streams the hero forges of our characters are on the side they're all over social media mm-hmm. so you can see what they look like compared to the others there is a huge difference between them and cressida and mm-hmm. in their last name not the last name, their names as well um so yeah cressida levesque not a nordic name very mystical, nope. very magical. Um, I think mm-hmm. once we meet her family, I don't want to delve on her name mm-hmm. too much, but I feel like once we meet her family, yeah. that is going to make much, much more sense. When it comes to mm-hmm. how she looks, part of it is because of the, I'm going to say deal that was made because most warlocks become warlocks through a deal. There's some deal, yep. So through mm-hmm. her deal that was made, obviously there was a drastic change in her style and her appearance Mm -hmm. um but even before that i would say she's still like you've seen you have a younger image of cressida before her deal yeah oh i I say younger it's like two months prior to the first session yeah her two months before her like wild transformation (laughs) yeah um she's still dressed very eclectically And I think it is because of how she was raised. And I think it's because she truly has never been one to fit in with the scene around her, which I think comes from her ever so defiant attitude towards most norms. 
and I think it's because of where she was raised and traveling a lot as a kid as she's mentioned she got to see a lot of different cultures and adopted a lot of different aspects of cultures um Mm -hmm. and she did do magic before she was a warlock she had magic before she was a warlock being a warlock just changed her magic a little bit so yeah it shifted what it was she just doesn't like to fit in and i think she just never has liked to fit in she's like you know what yeah you you wear your regular clothes i'm gonna be over here with my with my crop peasant shirts and long dresses with chains and bells and Mm -hmm. crystals and i'm gonna stick a giant crystal in my forehead or wear a crystal crown and she just has it's a lot of roots to her family which i think again once more information about her family is known and more information about her hometown is known people are gonna go oh because mm-hmm. i think it'll yeah. make a lot yeah. more sense. I, yeah i like i can't wait and i don't want to rush it because i want character stories to unfold organically the way that they really would mm-hmm. but i'm so excited to get to like <laughs> her roots and yeah. why she's the way that she is and who she is and i just think it's super exciting it is um I... yeah no i love her <laughs> um so i guess more a question kind of geared at um how you like prepped her did you like have any specific music you listen to any specific like stuff you utilize like you know how sometimes you listen to like a song and it comes on and you're like instantly you can put like pair it up with a person like if you were to give me like a vision board of how Cressida came to you oh my god oh what would it look like what would be on it give me all the details oh my goodness I love this question um (laughs) (laughs) okay songs i know we've talked about some songs uh obviously not strong enough boy genius we mentioned that uh poison from has mm-hmm. hotel oh mm-hmm. god what else what are there there were a few other songs like i said i have a whole cresta i have a whole cresta playlist um if i was gonna throw another uh, another song in there uh i would honestly throw in what was i made for by billy eilish um uh, no i know it's so sad it's such a girl anthem too like i feel so bad and i don't want to exclude men people who don't identify anything like that it's just it's so it's like one of those songs that perfectly perfectly encapsulates like the female experience it is it's Um, just oh oh it's so good and i'm so sorry that's a song for her yeah i I also think I would throw in My Tears Ricochet from Folklore, so Taylor Swift, because mm-hmm. oh, so many reasons for that one. So that's music. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have a Pinterest board for Cressida. Um, oh, I love that. It does. I did throw on some movie and TV characters. Cat uh, Stratford from mm-hmm. 10 Things I Hate About You is on that mood board, which there's a shocker. Um. Mm-hmm. funny enough maddie perez from euphoria is on that mood board um yes shouting out critical role beauregard is on that uh yep. mood board what else do i have there was a lot of esmeralda from hunchback of notre dame she, a lot of her 
she was a major influence like clothing wise and kind of uh, yeah style wise um of what you were going for yeah a lot of green but also a lot of vibrant mixtures of colors like there's some fireworks pictures um a lot of pictures relating mm-hmm. to circuses uh and like mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil's and a, a lot of like aesthetic mood board pictures of crystals tarot cards magic um yeah but I definitely think like music a lot a lot of sad songs but also a lot of like really fun like girl anthems i want to say not girl anthems but like what's the word i'm looking for here yeah like not my fault renee rap um definitely Mm i i oh man i I mean you can't beat that song that song's just great no but it's a good one yeah for sure i think she'd also listen to like the Pussycat Dolls, I think she would be a big fan of them, which I I feel like is hilarious. I also think, like, some Disney songs would really fit her. Mm-hmm. Like... No, hey, Disney puts out some crazy bangers. Like, it's actually insane who they have in the writer's room. Yeah. So, there was a few mm-hmm. Disney characters, like I said, Esmeralda. Megara was on there, obviously, I think. Um, I Won't Say I'm In Love mm-hmm. is on her playlist. Funny enough. Of course. Breaking Free from High School Musical is on the Cressida playlist. It suits her so good, too, though. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have even thought of that. That's such a good <laughs> pick. So- what the hell? Yeah, there's your there's your Cressida vision board. A lot of stuff that you wouldn't think go together, but then once you see her yeah. fully fleshed out as a character, you're like, wait, what? You're like, hold on, these go together so beautifully. How did I not see this coming? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so not to like switch gears on you to a more serious topic, but I'm totally going to because that is my my right. Um. <laughs> So, on the topic of just the female experience and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, how would you say uh, this campaign feels different to the other one just in terms of we have more of a balance between female characters, male characters, that kind of thing. Like, it, Not that it's a bad thing or that like the differences are a bad thing or anything like that. It's just more... The energy is a lot more balanced this time. Yeah. And how has that made the campaign feel for you? The playing experience feel for you? Do you feel more comfortable? Do you feel that it hinders what we're doing? Oh, I don't I don't think it hinders. Where are you at with that? I think there's something about the balance that works really, really well. Um I I just think it's because with having a balance you you have so many different perspectives that in ways are similar and yet so different and I think that it I think it comes from having a smaller group but I also think that you know there's a lot like everyone always says that you can tell like 
characters written by a female, a character is written by a male. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see that in our characters, and I think it brings so much depth to them. And I think it's interesting, especially as we go through these character interviews, that we're going to have an equal balance of, okay, so myself as Cressida or Ali as Naya, how do those characters see the other characters through a female gaze? Because we play female characters. Mm -hmm. Or when we talk to the boys, how do they see the characters through the male gaze? Because it is drastically Mm -hmm. different. And I think that balance is really going to get some great opinions and views and different mm-hmm. perspectives on all the characters and i just think it's been flowing very very well having a very balanced group mm-hmm. oh my god what a beautiful answer oh, thank you love and i guess to dovetail that initial question mm-hmm. how would you say because you've been playing D for a while yeah and have been into it for a bit and like you know kind of you've seen critical role you've seen kind of all the media that's out there and what that looks like and stuff how would you say the D community has evolved in a way that's made it more accessible and more enjoyable for people because like obviously you still get like stigma out there where you tell people you play D and like lots of people think it's really really cool and think it's like oh okay mm-hmm. But then you also are met with that, like, oh, you don't look like you'd play D&D. Like, there's, like, this weird assumption, especially when you're a woman. Yeah. Kind of thing. So how would you say the D&D space as a community and as a platform has evolved since you first got into it and where it's at now? Um, so I think for a while there, the idea of people playing D&D was definitely stereotyped to what you saw in like mainstream movies and TV shows. For the mm-hmm. longest time, D&D was yeah. the nerdy club at your high school where it was all guys and they like hung out in a dark corner of the library and it was I mean, mm-hmm. it just it, it wasn't the brightest portrayal of those who played the game. It wasn't accurate because girls did play D&D. Um, yeah. And I know for a while there, there was a real low interest point for D&D. Um, yeah. Early 2000s, going into the 2010s. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think I think a, a major kudos has to go to Critical Role. Because not only mm-hmm. did you have D&D being streamed as a source of entertainment, it wasn't just something you did. It's something you could watch and really become invested in. Um, yeah, it also showed what a wide range of people can play it because I mean, when you look at your stereotypical d and d group in like ninety shows, it was your stereotypical like point dexter looking nerds, which wasn't accurate. Then you have the cast of critical role, which I mean, they're them, like they are hundred percent, yeah, yeah. And then I think that really opened the doors to other streaming groups. Like, because I mean, I love Critical Role, but the inclusiveness and diversity of all of Dimension 20's campaigns is mm-hmm. astound. What they do is incredible. And I think yeah. that yeah. is one of the best representations of what D&D can look like today, alongside, obviously, mm-hmm. Critical Role, because they work together frequently. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. Um, I know Stranger Things. A lot of people like Stranger Things helped bring D&D yeah. back. But even Stranger Things kind of kept it to that stereotypical, like, like, at least it was in, like, a it was in, like, a house. And, like, it was, they made it seem, a, like, a lot cooler than other shows would. But mm-hmm. I just think. Yeah. Having D&D brought in on streams and allowing people to see, like, what groups really looked like was very helpful. Because I know when I came up with the idea to do this for a business project, I mean, people in my business mm-hmm. class were like, you're going to do what? You're going to stream D&D? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am. And I think... yeah. It, it it's not the most conventional thing to hear, but I also think that conventional's fucked. Like, who cares? I think D and D is meant. If to be conventional fun. was, if conventional was cool, uh, people wouldn't play D and D and escape to a fantasy world with their best friends yeah. on a regular basis. So, so I think I think that resurgence you know. in like the twenty. 20- like 2012 2013 when mm. critical role was really picking up i think that resurgence really showed you know D, it really is for everybody like i think mm. and then leading into like dimension 20 yeah. later on and all those all those fun little yeah. streams there's um there's a streaming account called pandemonium that follows us on instagram i've caught a few of their streams and those guys are just so so cool. You should follow them on on. <laughs> yeah, this is this is everyone listening to the podcast. Let me pull up their official Instagram username because they've they've been following us for a while. We've been following them. Here we go. Uh, Pandemonium TTRPG. Go follow them. They play on Fridays. They're they're cool people. There you go. You got your Friday entertainment sorted out. Yeah, humble listeners. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think you said a lot of really good stuff, and I feel like even just, because, I mean, I'm a lot newer to D&D still, and, like, I don't know, the, like, stigma of the kind of person that supposedly plays D&D was, like, a huge deterrent for me for a long time, Mm -hmm. and it kind of just became, like, who gives a fuck, and then you started to see, like, how welcoming it is, and, like, Dude, some of the chillest people, the chillest, coolest, most down-to-earth, genuine people I know are D&D players. And, like, I, you know, you make really cool, incredible connections with people just through D&D. I mean, we met on a D&D Beyond post. I know. Like, a year ago. Yeah, I can't and it's, believe that. It's so crazy to me that, like, that can come from just, like... I want to play in a fantasy world with a couple of cool people that I really love and mm-hmm. just have fun and act like an idiot for a couple hours. A hundred percent. If you if you would have told me a year ago that I was going to meet like some of my best friends through a D&D Beyond post in a streaming company, I would have been like, what? And now here we are. Oh, and I'm like, I know. I'm like, no, these are my it's... people. I'm like, how? I know. It's so weird and it's there's just so much love going around and i think it's it's really nice and it's really welcoming and i really just yeah i love the energy so i love that you uh have seen like the positive evolution of dnd as a community and as a hobby it's really yeah. sweet it is it's always um, fun especially since i work at a hobby store to see the different types of people that come yes. in and buy mm-hmm. 
like to, I, I worked today and I have to admit I was in the Laudna the Laudna shirt dress and this mm-hmm. girl came Cute, in always. same dress and she and I like did the Spider-Man meme and we're like ah and it was so great <laughs> yeah it's just such it's- an uplifting community yeah, it's really welcoming. It's really inclusive. And there is just a lot of like, I don't know. There's a lot of good energy. There's a lot of love in the community from like the bits of it that I have seen and been a part of. And I just really, really love it. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Kind of on your evolution as a D&D player and stuff like that. If you could give like first time dabbling into the world of D&D, Lex, any advice on what to expect, things to get over, you know, anything that she, that you can think of that she might have been struggling with or anything like that? Like, what would you say to yourself as a new player? And then what kind of advice would you give to people who are new players and considering D&D who might not, you know, have taken that plunge quite yet? I kid you not. The first thing that popped in my head, at least advice for like past Lex, was be more queer. Do it. Because <laughs> I'm more queer. Play a lot of straight characters. Um, I think <laughs> one of the biggest things was like when I first started playing D&D, I was very reserved in what I did. I was always scared like I was going to piss someone's character off or I was scared that like... I was going to do something mm-hmm. that would get someone killed or get my character killed. And I think mm-hmm. if I could go back and talk to myself, I would say, you know, be a little reckless. Be a little, don't be afraid to like flirt with your friends. Like take the chances. Cause honestly, like playing riskier characters, like I think the having the edge of death on the line in D and D is what makes it so much fun because it's like, mm-hmm you know your character could die your next session what are they going to be remembered Mm -hmm. for like what did your character do so i would go back and tell myself like be a little more reckless be a little more fearless be a little more willing to go up to the plate and try something crazy don't don't play it safe um Mm -hmm. for people just getting started or dabbling in it um man flirt with your friends it's so much fun uh, flirt with your homies just yes. do it um god god i think just flirt with your best friends yes say flirt with your best friends buy as much dice as you want you can never have too much dice okay okay factual advice now oh Sorry. for real <laughs> um no honestly as someone who hoards dice all of a sudden oh my god the sheer amount of like serotonin and dopamine i get when i buy a new set of dice and i unpackage them for the first time and roll that d20 i'm just like i'm good for like the next 24 to 48 hours nothing will wreck this for me quick clack math rocks super great um Mm -hmm. no for new players have fun like don't don't hold back D D. Whether you're doing a homebrew, uh, a book uh, licensed by Wizards of the Coast, whether you got in from Critical Role or a TV show, like it doesn't matter how you got into it. Just have fun with it because the point of being in these fantasy or made-up worlds is the fact that you are in control of your own character and you are in control of these worlds and anything can happen. So let anything happen. Just have fun with it because at the end of the day, the 
biggest part is having fun. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, totally. We put a, a lot of work into like streaming and social media and planning for all this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we want to have fun. And we do. We have so much fun. So just. just yeah. Like if. Fun. If we didn't have fun with it, we wouldn't do it. Like, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be. Because at the end of the day, I feel like I feel like we're not trying to, like, uh, we're not trying to be the next Critical Role. We're not trying to be the next, like, Dimension 20. Like, mm-hmm. they're their own entities. They're their own thing. We are also our own entity. And yeah, at the end of the day, we're just, like, we're just, you know, we're just five best friends, like, playing a game, doing our thing, having a good time. And that's that's genuinely what matters. Like, it will have stressful moments and stressful shit happen all the time because it's fucking D&D. Like, you have stuff mm-hmm. actively trying to kill you and, like, shit's happening constantly. But if it's not fucking fun, it's something's wrong with it. Yeah. Straight up. Like, so. Have fun. Yeah. That's- Beautiful answer, bestie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks. Ah, it's so good. No, I love, I love it. I love talking to people about, like, why they like D and D? Kind of where? What do you want for D and D? What do you want for this? Like blah blah blah. I love it. So, I mean, I have a million questions I would love to ask you about Cressida, but unfortunately, I can't without being like, "Hey, do you want to tell me about this like super obvious spoiler right. that will ruin her for your people, like for the people watching and stuff like that?" So, like, yeah. obviously, we'll do another like little check in yes. down the road and stuff like that. But I guess like one final question i have for you would be um over the next kind of chunk of the story that the party explores and stuff like that what do you as a player want for not just your character but the other characters oh Uh, like say we had like we went through 15 sessions since this interview where would you want would be ideal for you at that point for your party um oh man i would say obviously i want to see them grow grow closer and learn to trust not that they mm-hmm. don't trust each other but like they've only known each other two days and they're getting ready to go on this boat yeah. and sail together like they they are not mm-hmm. they're not even like they're just barely getting out of the acquaintances zone they're kind of getting yeah. towards like companions friends fellow yeah. adventurers yeah so I want to see mm-hmm. them get closer. Um, I would really like to get to see Cressida. Um, one, really show what she's capable of because right now I think she's all she's shown the party is she's a she's a smart mouth with an eldritch blast, and a card trick mm-hmm. as they like to call it. So, um, I definitely think that there's a lot more that she's capable of showing and for the party as a whole like I said earlier there is something clearly so similar about them and I would love to see that unfold more and have them mm-hmm. all realize because we've realized that as people but yeah. our characters haven't so I would love to see our characters yeah. realize that um, very very and obviously, I am a I am a sucker for romance. So if any romances happen along the way, whether I'm involved in or involved in them or not, I am I am ready to see them happen. I would I would kill just want to see it and yeah. see what happens. 
see what happens. Well, my like actual final, final question, because I was thinking about this and I was like, I want to compare it to the next time we check in and talk about Mm. Cressida. So what are the three words you would use to describe Cressida at the current moment? Oh, oh my. At the current current I want to see if like months down the road they're different or if they're the same. It's true. Um... I mean, I, I gotta say it. We've all said it about her once. She's angsty as all get out. She is. Oh, she's so, so angsty. angsty. Mm-hmm. And, but we love it about her. Like, um, uh, she's definitely angsty. Um, I'm gonna call her a smart ass because she is kind of a smart ass, a hundred percent. And totally. Hmm. Smart ass, angsty. I'm. I almost said blunt, but that's such a cop out answer. Like, I'm like, no, we already know that. Um, (laughs) Smart ass, angsty, and I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. Damn, damn, I can't think. Uh, We're going to go with mystical because I think Mm -hmm. even though she's a warlock and like she obviously has magic, I think they're. There is a sense of her that is much more mystical than people realize. And I'm talking more about, like, her personality and her style is very mystical. So I think as we learn more about her, we will see a more mystical yeah. side. More magical side. Mm-hmm. For reasons. No, I love it. For reasons. <laughs> For various reasons that we cannot disclose quite cannot yet. Disclose but yes. Yet. We cannot no, I love it, dude. Thanks for answering my questions. I know I kind of talked at you for a little bit and was like poking and prodding you to be like, hey, hey, tell me stuff. No, tell me it, stuff about your lady. It's fine because you want to know what's hilarious. You like timed it perfectly. Like, I think we might have to push. I'm just a genius. We got to push the quiz to another. We're going to do a Mighty Nine quiz, but we do not have time. Yeah, we'll do such a fun quiz and stuff next week. This yeah. week was about getting to know Cressida yes. and Lex is a player and of course now we got to do you know we'll go through the interviews with uh ace and digby and naya of course and, you. and um oh gosh oh yeah oh yeah, yeah oh, me no. too i guess yeah because we did we interviewed cullen for blade of the moon so that means i get to interview you I'm so excited no pressure i'm totally not freaking out inside <laughs> no oh it'll, be fine. it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fun it'll be great it'll, it'll be, be so good It'll be super, super duper, super duper awesome, dude. Super duper awesome, dude. <sighs> it's so good to be but back. Yeah. I know we've said that before. I know. <laughs> oh, it just like, it's like a second nature thing. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, um, Allie and I had a conversation a while ago and Allie, who plays our lovely uh, druid Naya, mm-hmm. Uh, is new to D&D and she was kind of just saying she's like it's kind of just awesome that like we have hobbies that overlap and we just get to like hang out and like just like do stuff together and it just feels like a second it's like a second nature I just get to spend time with my chosen family for a couple hours every week I know I love it's awesome it makes me so happy when I'm in school because being a, a digital media production major this what what we do for mm-hmm. D8 is it's what I'm studying. So getting to go to class and be like, yeah, 
my homework is to sit and play fantasy with my friends for three hours every week and then yeah. do a podcast for an hour every week with my friend. I'm like, man, that is, it, it doesn't it's get a- much better than that. So being back, it's just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> It's solid, honestly. The biggest takeaway from this episode is Cresta Cressida is a mystical blunt bitch. And D D is a ton of fucking fun. So just take the plunge and go for it. If you don't know um like if there are groups in your area, D D Beyond is a great resource. Mm-hmm. We had know that from like firsthand experience. Lots yes. of local hobby shops host game nights. Absolutely literally if you look up hobby shops as someone who works in a hobby shop i promise you that if they do not have a community board they have a discord they have people who know people if you want to get into D, i promise it is so worth it like mm-hmm. there's so many outlets there's um so many online outlets if you want to play um online like over discord like let's say you befriend four people from canada but you live in the united states discord is very helpful when that happens oh <laughs> I absolutely dude yeah of course <laughs> but it saved our asses it did but then um yeah go out hobby shops i recommend i recommend D beyond there i promise you will find people i absolutely promise <sighs> it took us what 24 hours to get a discord server up with at least 10 people then and obviously like oh yeah weaned down a little bit but mm-hmm. i promise you people want to play there's always people promise to play. you there are people out there who want to play and like honestly sometimes it just takes one person to be like okay i think this would be fun do we give it a shot because mm-hmm. i like literally i didn't you know it was kind of like oh this could be fun kind of thing blah 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 and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. And I put it out there and suddenly, you know, we had Jared want to play. Um, Allie got involved. We Callie got a got bunch involved. of our other friends here involved. Like we like it literally took like just me kind of being like, I want to do this. And then other people wanted to do it. And they kind of hit other people who want to do it. And other people wanted to do it. And it's just. It's such a welcoming community, so just be part of that openness to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's... Biggest takeaway is just fucking play D&D. <laughs> play D&D. So worth it. So worth Roll it. some goddamn dice and do a funny voice with your friends. Because who doesn't want to talk in a super deep voice and tell your exactly. friends to fuck off? exactly oh it's so good talk so about good a, but... talk about a first impression from cressida to digby oh she's she's really nailing it no she's it suits her so well too dude like i can't even wait to see her evolve as a character and blossom as a character and like i know i have all this inside information and like mm-hmm. i know stuff that you don't know and i'm still so excited like i know that i'm technically the author of this novel but i'm also like what's gonna happen I feel like I'm waiting for my fan fictions to update. That is That's the what best. It feels like. That is the best analogy I have ever heard for a DM wanting to see like. what their characters were gonna do. It's like waiting for my next. It's like when we take breaks. That's when like Ao3 is down. And you're done. Yeah, for like Ao3 is updating, or like you know how like you would read the like most gut wrenching beautiful stories and it's like written by like some 14 year old girl 
who like lives in a different country yeah. and she's like sorry like i had the worst week of my life and i'm doing stuff over here and you're like girly i feel for you but at the same time you're like where are my chapters though no but you know a fan fiction's gonna slap hard if the first thing in the notes say i'm so sorry if there's errors english isn't my first language like yes every fucking banger of a fan fiction starts like that i swear to god yes yes and that's what it feels like to be literally like as a character it was like i wonder what's gonna happen this time like oh boy i can only do so much but as the dm i'm kind of like i feel like it's just it's so different it's so much fun and i just i love it i love her i love everybody so like thank you for answering my fangirly questions about your beautiful lady i love it i loved it thanks thank for you. asking them i love talking about cressida she is my little lesbian little small bean of joy lover yeah little bean of joy is how i would describe her as well. <laughs> she's for really sure not. totally no 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 i feel like if someone called her a little bean of joy she would kill him she would she would be like uh no <laughs> No. No. She's like, not even she, a little bit. Don't fucking call me that. Don't. Don't. Oh my goodness. Well, that is that is going to wrap up today's episode. As always, you should watch our streams and our videos. You can catch us live every Wednesday-ish. And we, we go a few Wednesdays. We take a break. We take breaks for holidays. We will not be streaming on Valentine's Day, but we will have content coming out. Believe me. Trust me. We got this. Oh. Um, Hell yeah. So, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Obviously, Up Late with D8 is out every Friday at about 10.30 in the morning Eastern Time because I like to put it out early, even though it's technically a late after show. Catch us on all our mm -hmm. social medias at D8 Escapades. I have a lot of fun playing with Canva, so you should go check out all the fun stuff we post. And as always, Heck we yeah. will see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody.